Community Alliance with Family Farmers and the Farmers Guild present the Farmers Beat podcast. That's B-E-E-T. Welcome to Episode 3. My name is Kaylee Feierisel. I'm an organic farmer, work at CAF and the Farmers Guild, and I am the host of these episodes where we hear directly from small family farmers throughout California, getting the real information and stories behind the food we grow and eat. In this series, we pay particular attention to the innovative work small-scale farmers are doing to keep their food safe to eat and share techniques, farmer to farmer. In this episode, we visit Foothill Roots Farm in Meadow Vista, California, and meet the husband-wife team that run it, Diane and Patrick Bollinger. And I really love walking around with our daughter. It's like seeing everything through a child's eyes because she's just so excited about everything, and she'll run over and, like, pick a turnip and just munch it or run through the strawberry patch and pick strawberries. And it's like seeing that is like why we're doing this. Patrick and Diane are master innovators when it comes to food safety of washed greens, spinach, arugula, and salad mix. And it all comes down to some clever imagination of what else a washing machine can do. Also, they share with us the importance of healthy work boundaries so there's time to play in the mountains and rivers of the Sierra foothills and how setting food safety protocols can have other co-benefits on the farm, such as increasing efficiencies or improving safety for workers. Foothill Roots Farm is located in Placer County, outside the town of Meadow Vista. The farm sits right against Placer Hill Road, a busy road, and a connector to Highway 80. That's one of the reasons why the farm stand has been able to be so successful, is because there is a fair amount of rush hour traffic that comes right through the by the farm on a daily basis. Um, it's also made our marketing efforts a lot easier. <laughs> we just sort of come out here and stick our butts in the air and people show up. <laughs> That's Patrick Bollinger. He's one of the farm managers and owners of Foothill Roots Farm. It's on 150 acres of historic ag land that Patrick and his wife Diane were able to start farming at the end of 2012. They're currently farming about five acres and keep some pigs and sheep on the land as well. Patrick and Diane live a few minutes away from the farm. Both of our fathers grew up on dairy farms. Uh, My father grew up on a dairy farm in Chowchilla, and Diane's father grew up on a dairy farm in upstate New York. Our path to farming was through some friends of ours, really, who had a farm, a really small little backyard CSA outside of Portland in Milwaukee, Oregon, and we went to visit them, and they were working outside, growing food, working together, you know, it was was just totally beautiful, and Patrick and I were both coming off of working at Outward Bound, and so working outside a lot, being in the mountains, but not necessarily spending any time with each other, which was really fun for a while, but at a certain point, it was like, we are not cultivating the relationship that we want anymore. Like, we get to go out and play in the dirt all day, and people pay us to do it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't... I mean, there are days where it's hot, and it's maybe smoky in the summer, or, you know, you have a headache because you haven't drank enough water, or whatever it is, but then you have those days, and then you have the other days where it's just like... I mean, which is like 99.9% of the days. It's just amazing to be outside and working together and growing good food and then like being around town and seeing our customers and they're just so happy that we're here and thankful and grateful and um, 
yeah, it just doesn't make it feel like it's work. <laughs> Foothill Roots Farm grows a great diversity of vegetables. They run a community-supported agriculture program, or CSA, sell to restaurants, specialty growers, and a food hub. They also have a farm stand on site, which is open two days a week in the summer and one day a week in the winter. So the morning of going out for harvest for the farm stand, to start out with, we count out all of our rubber bands for anything that's going to be banded, like beets or carrots or kale. Someone's sanitizing our knives in a bleach water solution. Somebody else is sanitizing our wash tubs. We have two wash tubs that get sanitized with the bleach water. And then we also, for cut greens like salad mix and arugula or spinach, we spin them dry, spin water out of them. So we also sanitize, they're these plastic, um, I think they're like lobster baskets maybe. I think we got them off of like a main fishing supply company. <laughs> um, and so we sanitize those. And then once all that prep work is, is ready, the truck gets filled with our bulb crates and we head out, do our harvest, come back, wash everything, salad mix and such gets washed twice in two dunk tanks and then spun out. And then we also bag those up and then everything goes into the cooler. And so we try and get everything harvested, washed and bagged or however it needs to be packaged and put into the cooler by lunchtime. You know, safe food is vital to the success of the farm. So it has to be safe for people to eat or the farm wouldn't exist. On-farm food safety for us is making sure we're producing a product that is safe for our customers to eat. Everything from how we're growing it in the field to how we're bringing it in from the field and then how we're washing it, packing it, storing it, delivering it. Patrick and Diane have implemented a pretty innovative way of drying their greens. We have some resources linked in the show notes on how to convert a washing machine to a greens dryer. Spring mix, spinach, and salad mix are often dunked into a tank of water and washed post-harvest. This can become a food safety concern when those greens are not properly dried out after getting wet. This is especially important when greens are bagged into small plastic bags, as that wet, puddling water inside of a plastic bag is a perfect breeding ground for bacteria and pathogens that make us sick. The Food Safety Modernization Act, or FSMA, does not have specific requirements on how farms should wash and dry greens, but it does mention in Part 112.113 that farmers must handle produce in a manner that protects against contamination or reasonably foreseeable hazards. So Patrick and Diane converted a washing machine into, ironically, a dryer. For our loose greens, salad mix, arugula, spinach, braising mix, yeah, in the wintertime, we double wash and spin dry. And so what we use for spinning them dry is a washing machine that we have removed the top of and the control panel. And then we found the wiring diagram for it. And I had an electrical friend look at the wiring diagram and I said, I only want it to spin. And he told me, connect those two wires together and use that one as your common. And so I just wired the plug to those wires through a fan switch like you would have in a bathroom that has the sort of countdown thing turn past here and it starts spinning. We have an old style washing machine that has the had the agitator in the middle of it. And so there's a little hole drilled into the bottom of the crab baskets that fits right over the top of that. And then they fit tightly into the 
drum of the washing machine and spin for three minutes, more or less. And it's surprising, especially on dewy mornings, we'll go out with an intention of harvesting 25 pounds of, pounds of salad mix. And we come back in and we have 20 pounds of salad mix. And the just from the amount of water that's actually, you know, from literally from dew in the fields that is adding to our original weight. So it, it works really well to get all of the excess water out. This is a great example of a scenario on a farm where there are co-benefits between food safety, product quality, and employee efficiency. Drying the greens improves product quality and storage while also reducing food safety risks because there's less water on the product. And Part 112.116 of FSMA states that food packaging material should be unlikely to support the growth or transfer of bacteria. So if these greens are going to be placed into small plastic bags, then one would want to make sure putting them into that packaging is not going to increase the chance of food safety problems. Diane leads us into the packing shed to demonstrate the system. Yeah, so I am um, just getting ready to wash the spinach, and we dump the harvested bulb crates full of spinach into the dunk tank. We'll dump the spinach into the dunk tank, and then we take an empty bulb crate and wash it to make sure it doesn't have any mud on it or leaves or bugs or whatever. Um, and then we just put it back onto this little table over by the dunk tank. And then I'll put the clean spinach into the clean crate and then move that crate to the next tub to wash it again. So it's just an old cast off bathtub that we then like cleaned out really well and sanitized and built a little wooden platform um, you know, like two by fours and plywood to make our wash tank. <laughs> so then I usually do like a crate of spinach at a time, um, dump it in there, push all the leaves underwater. So what I do is I put it in here and then I kind of move it to the side a little bit. And I just go through it looking for yellow leaves or bugs or whatever. This is all pretty clean. So then I get a batch that's clean put it into my harvest, my clean crate. And then when I put it in there, I'm also looking for like one last check. Quality control the whole time. Now I'm taking the spinach through the second wash and putting it into these, these are the like crab pots that we were talking about earlier. Um, what would you, it's like a five gallon bucket almost, like a, but a bit wider on the top and about the same depth and it's all mesh, so the water just kind of drips out of it, especially when it's in the spinner. It kinda has ability to really fling out the sides and it has some sturdy handles on the side of it. It pretty much works out perfectly that it's like one bulb crate worth is like one of these crab pots worth of washing. So then the crab pot, there has this little hole on the bottom of it and it just meets up. You kinda have to fish around to find it, make sure the hole's on there and then and then after we wash it or we spin it sometimes it gets directly bagged up and other times it goes into the cooler for a little bit and we put it into these rubbermaids that nest inside of each other the top one has holes drilled in it so that any excess water can drain down into a lower one and it's not sitting in in its own water and then we cap it to like keep in keep it crisp and hydrated and then it can go into the cooler Patrick and Diane plan on adapting another washer to meet the demand they've had for their product, 
In fact, the creation of the spinning dryer inspired them to scale up their greens production because of its efficiency. Another adaptation that they made recently on their farm was pouring a concrete floor in their packing shed. We poured a slab into our wash shed. Diane was the big advocate for that. I, I fought it um, purely because of the cost portion of it. But it's been very beneficial, if anything, just for ease of mobility in the pack shed. Ease of mobility in the pack shed, but also safety, I think, for our workers because they're not we're not like standing in muddy mulch, which is what we had in there before. It was just mulch, wood chips. And people were kind of like slip sliding around and then your feet were really muddy and wet and walking into the cooler, um, which was just tracking in a bunch of dirt in there. And so cleanliness and I think safety was a big benefit. Packing and washing areas on the farm can take many different shapes and sizes from simple ones made under an easy up tent to fully enclosed buildings. One area where farmers can greatly reduce food safety risk is by having wood chips, mulch, or concrete floor under their washing area. Standing, pooling water in puddles is a very high food safety risk, not to mention employee safety risk of falling or slipping when carrying heavy crates. There have been previous food safety outbreaks where pathogens have been found in puddles of water and then those splashed up on boots, equipment, and produce, cross-contaminating the crops. Making sure to eliminate standing water puddles in the post-harvest area of the farm is low-hanging fruit as far as reducing food safety risks. And it's actually, perhaps surprisingly, the implementation of food safety procedures that have contributed to Patrick and Diane being able to have more fun off the farm. Developing the food safety plan is helping us to better train our employees to make sure everyone is doing everything in the same way so we can hopefully cut out any sort of food contamination, which is just going to help the farm become more efficient, which then allows for more time in the day for other things, be it another farming project or going to the river. (laughs) That is also important to us. I love being a farmer and I love being in the field and working, but I also really love being done working and getting to go and enjoy the foothills where we live, mountain biking or going to the river or in the winter going skiing, because that's what we need to be able to wake up the next day and bust our butts to grow food all day. Community Alliance with Family Farmers, also known as CAF, and the Farmers Guild merged organizations in early 2017 so that together we could reach all California family farmers with one united voice. CAF's programming and policy work has existed for 40 years. The Farmers Guild will now assume the role of membership, outreach, events, and the chapter system for CAF. If you're curious about the things you learned in this episode, like Patrick and Diane's converted greens washing system, head over to our show notes at calf.org backslash farmersbeat, that's B-E-E-T, where we have links, resources, and photographs. Also, follow us on Instagram at the Farmers Guild to stay up to date on what new episodes are released and see more pictures from farms featured in this podcast. This podcast would not exist without funding from the National Farmers Union and specifically their local food safety collaborative. We thank them for their support of this work and helping real farmers share their food safety tips to other farmers. Are you a farmer interested in being on a future podcast or have a question related to this podcast? You can contact us at thefarmersbeat 
at calf.org. Thank you for listening and join us for the next episode from CAF and the Farmers Guild, sharing farm fresh insights right from the field and giving voice to sustainable agriculture since 1978.